May 25, 2021. It's the Wife from Pedro Show. <laughs>
Live from Bebro Show. Happy Tuesday. Start off the show with Invitation, John Coltrane, and Bill Nace. Ball first, which is, uh, yeah, connected because uh, Invitation to Bill Nace come on aboard. And first tune, why not boil that one first? So welcome aboard, Bill Nace. Thanks, man. Brother, where are you calling me from? Philadelphia. All right. Yeah, yeah. John Coltrane's house on 33rd Street by the zoo. Definitely. That's where he kicked the shit. <laughs> Cousin Mary ended up living there. She used to have gigs in the backyard. Anyway, uh, what part? Fish, fish Town? No, I'm down in South Philly. Oh, okay, South. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right on Broad Street. I remember South Street was the big happening. All, yeah. That's where all the clubs were. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I'm um, I'm like south of that, like yeah. 10 minutes south of South Street. Right, on the way to Delaware? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I think last time I saw you in Philly, it was at uh, Trocadero, which just shut down. But that was in Chinatown, which is kind of right. like uh, more towards Center City. Well, it's right by the water. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Kyber... Like second, yeah, in in the pen land in there and shit like that. A lot of yeah. history there, uh, U.S. people. But uh, Trocadero was an old burlesque pad. Yeah, a lot of good gigs there. A lot of history. Yeah, yeah. I grew but, up going to gigs there. It was one of the all, um, one of the at the time. It's uh, one of the only all all ages spots. So. Well, actually, the first pad Minuteman play in Philly was something called the East Side Club. Okay. So this might be before your time. And in fact, yeah. the, uh, a bouncer man pulled a knife on Georgie. Whoa. Yeah. Did you ever play Hot Club when that uh, when that was here? I knew of it, but we didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I did Revival downtown and all kinds of stuff. But uh, even the Opera House by the water with Dead Milkman. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. yeah. But let, let's just talk about your journey through music. And in fact, Bill, please bring yeah. your earliest musical recollection. Um... My earliest musical recollection was um, the Ad Libs, Boy from New York City. Do you know that tune? Yeah. Yeah, that was the kind of the first. I mean, I had heard, you know, my mom listened to Motown and stuff and, you know, there was music on. But that was kind of the first thing. I remember I was in my Uncle Vincey's uh, van and that came on. And it was kind of the first thing I heard where, like, I felt my, you know, kind of felt like my world get a little bigger. And I was kind of like, like I didn't know what it was, and it, it felt kind of mysterious to me. Um, so that was kind of the first thing that I ever like, kind of lit, kind of lit up from. Yeah, in my book, that's a great feeling. Now, was there any musical instruments in the pad you grew up? No, none. My mom. Um, so my mom graduated high school, and then she got a scholarship to Temple, but instead went into the convent. And was a nun for six years. And my dad was in the seminary. He didn't actually become a priest, but he was studying um, to be a priest. So, yeah, no, no, uh, I kind of found it on my own. Later I found, like, I found what, out that what, uncle, what I get uh, from you saying that is, like, the church and music don't mix. <laughs> <laughs> but there's uh, a lot of singing, right? A lot of rock and rollers learn how to sing in church. Yeah, yeah, but not for, uh, you know, this was more like a, more Irish Catholic than like, a, you know, jubilant uh, celebration or anything. <laughs> holy bowlers, holy bowlers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, um, so so what about uh, school, marching band, choir, shit like that? No, none of the, I didn't, I didn't get involved in that way, but I was in bands in high school. Um, well, before, before, what about the first record you bought with your own money? 
Oh man, first record I bought with my own money. Remember, was it's probably... a Wat, it's a Wat from Pedro show. There's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers. Yeah. Uh, God, what was the first? Honestly, I think the first cassette I bought was uh, Hall of Notes H two O. Because you know, when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money, so that's why I asked that question. Oh yeah, it was a tape. It was a tape. It was now that's Philly. That Daryl and uh, John, uh, great singer. I guess they both yeah. were singing together. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, great singer. I mostly got it because my dad had it, so I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to, sure. you know. We we connected on a couple th- like we both like Credence growing up. So then I was kind of like, you know, Credence, and uh, I, I was really heavy into the Beatles when I was younger. Um, but you ended up buying Hollow Notes. Well, I saw that it had that, and I I had no idea what it was. You know, it was just a close up of like. Oh, oh! So you didn't even know what it sounded like. Not really. I just saw it in his collection, and it was a close up of like a body, and it had like right. sweat or water. You know. Well, if Pop, like, if Pop likes it, then I'm going to like it. Yeah, so um, it was kind of more on, based on that. But, uh, sure. yeah, what I about the that first, was the first tape I got. Well, what about cassette. the first? Yeah, I didn't mean, like, the medium doesn't matter. Just your first yeah, collection yeah. of tunes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Well, you yeah. had to spend your own fucking money. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, so, that was my own money. Okay. For sure. So, now, what about first gig you went and saw, Bill? Well, first gig I went and saw um, was, so... My aunt asked me if, you know, my mom was kind of a, I wouldn't want to, I don't want to say nervous, but she didn't let me go out to gigs a lot when I was, you know, like there were a few gigs that like friends of mine had gone to and they asked me if I wanted to go with them and my mom wouldn't let me go. And then my aunt asked if I wanted to go to to a gig and it was that band, uh, Fine Young Cannibals. Now that, that's, that's her sister. That's her sister. So and she so she, trust. so she let yeah. so she well, she let me go because it was with my aunt. And yeah, I remember, yeah. for whatever reason, I remember thinking that um, shows were kind of inherently like had an element of violence to them. <laughs> and so I was like excited but nervous, and and I went to the show, and I remember it was just a real letdown. Like I didn't, I, I wasn't like, I, I I didn't have a sense of like what I thought was cool or not yet, but I was definitely like not into it at all i was really like oh man this is it was uh well it's kind of a taunt you know the name sounds violent yeah actually that cat that cat was great singer yeah yeah but it wasn't uh it wasn't what i was looking for and i was like oh this is you know I, i just thought i was missing out on something and then um and then a cousin of mine who was older and she got me into like you know joy division and that kind of stuff she started taking me to gigs at the truck so then I just started going to shows. I would just go to shows there even if I didn't know what the band was. Because they're seen. Yeah, that's the yeah. way Hollywood was for us, you know, here in Pedro. Go yeah, yeah. There. Even, yeah, there was something going to happen. Okay, yeah. so uh, I want to play here part three.
fiction and fantasy, the stuff of movies and make believe. Right when I needed you the most, you came like an angel and left like a ghost. You're giving me Paris syndrome. This is not what I expected. You're giving me Paris syndrome. Disconnected, I am lost. Disconnected, I am lost. There's fact, fiction, and fantasy. Let down, love is not meant to be. She slept through pale afternoon. He drank that poison way too soon. You're giving me Paris syndrome. This is not what I expected. You're giving me Paris syndrome. Disconnected, I am lost. Disconnected.
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music. Bill Nace doing part three. Then Trapper Show, brand new thing. Paris Syndrome. SW, no, SLW, CC Watt. Project with Sam uh, Wardlock, Iowa City guy. Made a whole album. Still have yet to meet him. But see, internet don't have to be just for spreading lies and bullshit. You can trade files <laughs> and collaborate music, people. <laughs> the mirrored ones after that with Bob Buckle Jr. in Dubuque. Buddy of Sam's. La love. Bomas Prendon from the D.C. area. Chaos in the crowd. My These cats, since uh, late 70s, maybe five, 6,000 songs they recorded, did five, six gigs. <laughs> kind of a lo-fi, steely Dan thing. Nice. Okay. Daniel <laughs> Carter. Samara. I've met her. Samara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lebe yeah. Lebeski from um, Thurston's uh, Light Chussy Movement. And yeah. Bill Nace with Untitled. So, okay. Now, you alluded to something about high school. Now, this yeah. ain't after high school, like graduate, but after high school in the afternoon. The bedroom band, the basement band, the garage band. Yeah. Tell me, how'd you get involved with it? How'd you get on an instrument? Uh, so I started on bass, actually. Um, and that was, you know, there. Uh, so a really close friend of mine was a drummer. His, friend, his dad was a drummer, so we learned from his dad. And then my other friend was a guitarist. He was actually a really good guitarist. He could play. Um, and then another friend who was guitarist. So they needed a bassist. So I, I wanted to play guitar, and I had just gotten one. But they didn't need one, but they needed a bassist. So. Yeah, I wonder how many fucking times I've heard this story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, okay. I, it's okay. Truth be told. Yeah. Truth be told. <laughs> Um, and I, I just wanted to be in a band so bad that um, I was like, yeah, okay. So the first. What what, you know, what age are we talking, Bill? So this was like, let's see. This was 12 or 13. All right. Young Spiff. Yeah. And um, so the first few practices, I just played the top string on a guitar. Actually, it's the we, bottom string, but it's top if you're looking at the overhead. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, see, that shows how. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, in pitch, in pitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, geographically, you're correct, Bill. She, <laughs> closest to my face. Um, and uh, and then eventually we all kind of like, those guys actually helped me. We all chipped in and then I got a bass. Now, what and was then, your first bass? I'm a little prejudiced. Uh, Fender Squire Precision Bass. P bass, all right. And P, yeah. uh, what about amp? Amp was... Um, First, I was just playing through like a guitar amp that I don't even remember what it was, and then after that, it was a Fender. No, it was a PV. It had oh, it was weird. It had like a, it had like um, kind of gray fuzz on the outside. <laughs> yeah, I've never that. really seen anything. I, like I've that. seen them. I've seen them. And I had first base of Reactionaries and Minuteman was a PV four hundred for me, so I know about it. Mississippi, yeah, Mississippi Marshall. I mean, three hundred watts and two fifteens. For those days, I got it for a hundred dollars. I recycled. So, uh, did this band have a name? Was it just a practice band, or did you end up doing gigs? We didn't really gig. No, we just kind of played in the basement. But we were pretty, you know, pretty dedicated to it. To did practice you get? Well, if you're playing. dedicated, then you must have got a name. Uh, well, that first one didn't have a name, and then we started playing again in high school, and, and it had, and we named it. It was named Crank. <laughs> which was, uh -oh. you know, not yeah. not the best, but that's what it was named. At the like time. methamphetamine. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, but none of us probably okay. had even been now, in the same Now, is it the same stuff. dudes from the first shift end up in yeah. the second shift? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, so do, does Crank write their own songs, or do you try to learn songs off records? Own songs. We did cover uh, – um, we covered a Wire tune, and we covered uh, a VU song, but mostly our own stuff. Okay. And were you part of that process? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, usually bass players like the retarded dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right yeah. field right field in Little League, right? Nobody's going to hit yeah. the ball. Yeah. So you ain't going to, like, trust songwriting with this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was more, you know, the guitarist would come in with, like, maybe a riff or a part, and then we would kind of play on it. And I think that's kind of... Whatever process that was of, I didn't even know what improvising was at the time or, or that that's kind of, you know, I think we, uh, I didn't have an idea of what that was. But I, I think I'm that just process, like you. I, I just thought songs were made of parts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that, that is what we would do ultimately is kind of just like improvise on that idea until, you know, we got other ideas and then kind of put it together. And, and that, that kind of process, I guess, is something that's I've stuck with all, all you know, all along. Great, great. You know, some shit sticks, right? Now, yeah. what was the first crank gig like? Uh, was it a? Oh my god! In retrospect, it's so pretentious, but it was. Uh, we well, not pre we played our friend's uh, 16, 16th birthday party. Yeah, and then the end was all like you know a half hour of just noise, and our friend read uh, Rimbaud poems over it. <laughs> so, so if you're saying noise you must have been fucking improvising yeah we were but we didn't know what that i didn't know what that was or what you know i i didn't know here's a song with no parts yeah exactly i just i loved i i always kind of gravitated towards that and it was it was so fun to do so now um, I, i'm i'm uh curious did you wear a costume no no costume <laughs> No. You were naked? No. <laughs> no, we are uh, way too shy. For, I was way too shy for uh, for either of those things. So you, no, wore your, pretty... you wore your school clothes? Yeah, yeah, just regular clothes, jeans and T-shirt. Okay. I probably didn't look that different than how I look now. Okay. Just, just ask. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to be, be thorough, Bill. I want to be thorough. Yeah, yeah. Now, does Crank do any recording? Um, yeah, just some kind of demo stuff down in the basement, but, or no, we did, we did put out a tape, we did a cassette that we did all like, you know, we, each cover was different, kind of hand drew them. But you didn't send me any. I did, <laughs> I did not, okay. but maybe I can dig, maybe I can dig one up. I'm just curious. Although I'm, I, although what I, I'm also not mentioned, I was singing too, so that's, uh. Oh, so you were yeah. the bass slash singer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so were you writing words, Bill? Yeah, I was. So the Rimbo po poetry wasn't too far off? No, I mean, that was a friend of ours, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, but no, I was... I, I read a lot in high school, and, you know, that definitely fed into that. I mean, I if no one ever heard those tapes in my life, that would be fine with me, but I... <laughs> that, Can you remember the first lyric you wrote, Bill? Um, I don't off the top of my head, no. But that might be. Uh, it's okay. I may have. I may have buried that deep down. <laughs> now I had one of my first songs was uh, 
fact, one of the only songs, because me and D. Boone just copied shit off records. That's what everybody did in Pedro in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. But I did write one song. It's called Mr. Bass King Outer Space. And basically it was about the, doing a bass solo and blowing the rest of the band off the stage. Amazing. Obviously, yes. I had issues big time. Oh, amazing. <laughs> it's terrible. I can't even remember the lick, really, or the the music part, or even the words, but that was the bottom line of it. It was some kind of compensating for this hierarchy boot I felt on my throat. Right. <laughs> so, That's anyway, so... how long does Crank last, Bill? Um, That lasted, I think, the uh, first couple of years of high school... And then that ended, um, and then I didn't get—I wasn't in a band again until I moved to Boston in like '95 after I graduated high school. And do you pursue higher learning, music instruction? No, okay. I, I went to—I had lessons uh, with this guy Chris Pinto, who actually has a guitar shop here in in uh, Fishtown, and. Um, but I can't, and this is through no fault of his, but I didn't learn much only because we mainly would just talk uh, when I would go to the lessons, but Rap it was kind of, yeah, but it was cool. He was, he was an older guy um, who was into like punk and he had a, he had a band and, um, you know, and I was like, you know, 14 years old and he kind of, he would talk to me like I was a peer, which, which at the time was really, it was cool for me. I need like, it's important. Yeah. I think I needed, I needed that. So I I didn't, um, we weren't like running scales or anything, but I, it it was, it was a cool experience for me. Yeah. And he had put a, you know, he had put a seven inch out, which at the time was like, you know, I, that was why that kind of blew my mind. Oh no. Same thing. When I saw the zeros at the whiskey, in Caddy Corner at Licorice Pizza, you know, don't push me around. I couldn't believe that because all I knew was Arena Rock. I, I know exactly what you're, you're saying. is yeah. incredible. Uh, so the next time you're in a band? That was when I was uh, – so one one thing I forgot. There was a guy um, that I went to high school with who had – he had his own band, and, and when this band ended – he he had graduated and he called me and was like, Oh, I heard you play bass. Do you want to play in my band? And I was like, yeah, definitely. So I, I, ended, I played with them for like a year and that was, um, you know, there was no one, there weren't music venues in my town. There weren't, there was like, there wasn't even a record shop. There was like a CD shop. Um, and he, this guy had a label, which was, which was like kind of also just mind blowing to me. Yeah. And, um, what was his band the, called? His band, that band was called Flowchart, and then he had a label called Fuzzy Box. And so, what was your first gig with Flowchart like? That was at Brownies, opening for uh, New Chris York Knox. City. Yep. You know, it had one incarnation a couple years ago called. It was named after Lou Reed record. Oh yeah, Coney Island Baby. Yeah, and, yeah, but yeah. But it only yeah. lasted like eight months or some shit. Oh, wow. That place is important, too. It's after my sickness 11 years ago that almost, 21 years ago, that almost killed me. I did Stooges with Jay Maskus and uh, Murph as my, oh, and that was as my comeback. Yeah. yeah. yeah I know so brownies will always be branded upon my brain. But I had a great gig with MSSV there, too. In, in Amazing. This, in this weird, uh, gentrified, eight-month 
incarnation of Coney Island baby. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, totally crazy. Yeah. Look, Bill, I, was, I was so nervous. I mean, I, I was so nervous. We're going to get to it, Bill, but we're at the end of the first hour. May 25, 2021 edition. Watt Peter Show special guest, Bill Nace. Hold tight for hour two. <laughs> May 25, 2021, it's the second hour of the Waffle Pedro Show. Thank you. 
Up for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Paul Flaherty, Bill Nace, Ender No End. A lot of these slash collabs. Interesting. <laughs> no, you're very generous that way. I love it. Sarah Oswald, brand new with uh, Felder Melder. Great name, Felder Melder. Yeah. Short-term memories. Justice Yeldum. That's uh, Brother Lucas out of Sydney with I Did a Bubble. I think he wrote it for his son. Black Randy in the Metro Squad. Here's from uh, my uh, punk 70s days. Theme from Shaft, a cover, but interpretation. I love it when, nothing wrong with the cover, but if you interpret, then righteous. Stair Kits from uh, No Wave Days, New York City. Victory. Pineo Ventana. This has got a bass man, Jason Lafarge, at uh, Brooklyn Studio. Martin B.C. Uh, near there. Caesar's Palace. Yes. And uh, Spindlewick. Finally, Neil Burt, Bill Nace, Untitled. The people change, but the titles don't. <laughs> okay. So, how long are you with... Uh, tell me about that flow chart gig. Uh, so, that was about a year. We did, like, a um, couple gigs in New York, couple, um couple, like, radio shows in Philly. But that was just... For me, it was... Um, you know, we were playing his tunes, so yeah, was, none of it was your material, right? No, and that, but it was cool. They were, it was, they were fun bass lines. And, oh yeah, you know, look, I, look, Bill. Whenever you do music, I think you're invested in the next time you're going to do music. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and and I think from I think in the other bands, I probably played bass more like a frustrated guitarist, whereas these were actually kind of more you know, bass lines that I was learning and it was, it was great. But so you, you were listening to the kick drum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the closest thing to us. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, he, you know, at the time I, you know, I'd gotten into punk and I was hardcore and all that. And, uh, but I was a little like whatever the modern kind of incarnation of that was, I wasn't really into it. Like whatever the, hardcore scene or whatever that was when I was, you know, in whatever the nineties, I just, I, it just wasn't as exciting to me as how the, that the stuff I was listening to on record sounded. And just socially, I, I wasn't feeling like that was my scene. You and, mean like what you're saying is maybe the fifties weren't like that fucking happy day show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, my pop, when that show came out, my pop said, boy, those were not fucking happy days. <laughs> right. And and this guy was playing me all kinds of like like Noi and Faust and like all, all this Krautrock stuff that I'd never heard before hardcore really, before hardcore. Yeah, really, it really, um, really kind of was. Yeah, really opened my opened my uh, world up. Well, yeah, know? music's music, right? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Nobody picks when they're fucking born, but music right. is timeless. <laughs> right. So why did it only last a year? Um. You know, I don't even. It just kind of, just kind of fizzled, and I, I, I moved. I graduated high school, and I, I, I wanted to get out of the area I grew up in. So I left like a week after I graduated high school. I, I just wanted to get out of here. Toot toot, Philadelphia. You know, sailors used to say that because, believe it or not, Philly is a navy town. I mean, the, the, there's a mothball fleet there still. But my oh yeah, that's right by my house. The, the navy yard's like five minutes from my right, house. Right, right. Toot toot, yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah. 
So you were at, it meant like get the fuck out of Dodge. Well, in all fairness, my family's all from Philly, so I th- I grew up hanging out here. But I'm from Jersey, so when I say I wanted to get out, of, in all fairness to Philly, I wanted to get out of New Jersey. Well, they're, <laughs> they're very close, right? The Delaware. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, the old days when you're touring, the, the Turnpike and, and Throughway and I-95, no, that shit didn't connect. You had to get off the on surface streets in Camden and shit. Oh, really? Trenton. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of belligerence. You know, Ohio went to war with fucking Michigan almost over Toledo. These United States have been tested many times. <laughs> See if they can get along. So, uh, what town do you move to, Bill? And do you get into a band quick? Yeah, I moved to Boston. Um, and I moved with uh, two guys that I had played with in that band. We moved up together. Um, one of them moved back home right away. And then we put up a sign, you know, looking for guitarists to play with, blah, blah, blah. And it ended up being uh, this guy, John Trzinski, who's an excellent drummer, great guitarist. Um, he, has a, he has a great duo with uh, Steve Gunn called Gunn Trzinski Duo. Um, and I just put out a solo record by him. So we met, we met through a sign like in 19... 19- 95 and then we're still connects really can close. last yeah connects yeah. can last people yeah look i want to uh, play uh you and kim doing uh you don't need sounds good
I don't know your name. The door is closed. 
second of the first, in the burning flames, I have climbed in the depths of my jaws. Do my hands have cut for a wedding? All the flowers in their beauty for the chamber of righteousness. Stronger are your feet of the barren stone, and the mightier are your voices in the manifold wind. For you are become a building such as is not, save in the mind of the all-powerful.
I think I wrote it down when I got home that night. Yeah. Well, you guys, it was very liberating what you and Thurston did. Oh, Probably. thanks, man. That was People, a great that, that chunk of music started with Body Head doing, this is a slash too, but it's no no names. <laughs> Body Head. <laughs> you don't need. Sagatti, uh, three Florentines with uh, Tallum. Unargued argument. A little pun rock, huh? A nightlife Buffon Buffon remix from Psychic Hotline, Deep in the Woods six six brand new album out of Dublin, Tommy O'Sullivan, Self Help Tapes Volume Two with Gavin McCabe, and finally, Chick White slash Bill Nace Wild Wire. Okay, so uh, the other half of this gun, it's easy to remember that name, but no disrespect. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you make a band with these what, what, What's the name of this band? That that band was called uh, Automatic View. And and what makes of it? Do you get to... Because you haven't really been talking about recording, just doing gigs, right? Yeah, this, this we were writing songs all together, and we recorded. We did like a seven-inch. And um, we did some shows, but just around Boston. We didn't really tour. God, I was thinking New England band is... You know, touring, even if it ain't big time, there's still a buttload of gigs. Yeah, I didn't really, you know, everything up until, musically up until I was like, you know, 23 or 24 was kind of like, I don't want to say false starts at all, because it was all stuff that I learned from and took into what I was doing. And But in terms of just like really kind of, really just be like, this is what I'm doing and, and really trying to do it and tour and do records that, that didn't, that didn't really happen to like my early twenties. I think it took me a while to kind of like, now, now, now can I ask you, did that happen around the same time you fall off the fucking base? Uh, man, it did. I, it did. I, <laughs> I had a suspicion, Bill. But, uh, I, uh, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it is. I, I, it was well, right like Marlon Blando I, said, the horror, the horror. <laughs> well, I think it's because, you know, guitar was what I wanted to do. And I, I yeah, I yeah, I understand. Off. Finally, finally. Yeah, you've been waiting, right? It's time. Yeah. And I think it was like a confidence thing, you know, like getting the confidence to do it. And it was a lot of things. And, and you know, finding people to play with where there was a space for me to do that as well. Sure. Um, and so what's, and then, the, what's the first guys you play guitar with? So that was also with John. Uh, this guy, same drummer that I was in high school with and a friend of ours. Um, so you got another Palooka for bass. You know, I, I saw that Palooka Road. Uh, I think there's a ring around Boston called I-495. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a Palooka over. I wonder where they got that fucking name. So you got another Palooka for the bass to take your spot. Uh, yeah, well, we kind of switched, switched off. So it was like... Oh, you mean like Perubu with uh, Tom Herman and Rick Wright? Yes, yes. Oh, I love Perubu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Tony says that's why he ended up getting the gig, because no one wanted to rock the bass. Yeah, well, this, once we started switching stuff around, then it kind of, you know, I, I was comfortable with bass, so it was fine. But I think having a little time on guitar was like... Yeah. Uh, and what were these cats called? Uh, that, that band was... God, did we even do anything with that? That band was called Catellus. Catellus, that's a name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all, all, all terrible, up until like my 20s, all pretty terrible names. 
<laughs> there's worse, Bill. There's worse. Oh, God. Terrible. Yeah. Right. Well, what about Turd Purse? Look, we're at the end of the second hour. <laughs> that's a, that's May a 25, name. 2021 edition of the Pedro Show. Special guest, Bill Nace. Hold tight for our three. May 25, 2021, it's the third hour. What for Pedro Show?
just like one long thing and then that's kind of how when it ended up getting reissued on vinyl it just kind of stayed that way people that's bill nace uh, explaining the title of uh, his aaron dillaway slash bill nace collab side a <laughs> side of what was the fucking record called i mean side a of what or the cassette what was it called uh band band god yeah damn. It's like, a, what was the Flipper album? Album, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it's our initials mixed up. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah, see, the, the, see, the titles are getting a yeah. little more clever now. Yeah. Not an acronym. Uh, anagram. <laughs> yeah. Anagram. Anagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight wide. Then Tim, a whole house. Frank after that. And then finally, the Snake Eggshell Moon, a rough cut from Graham Lambkin. Graham Lambkin. Sorry, yeah. Brother Graham. Slash Bill Nace. Yeah, the snake eggshell moon. And, uh, yeah, I mean, all these collabs are so interesting. 
and we haven't even got to this phase of your musical journey. I know. I'm, we're <laughs> talking about the high school stuff's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> nah, but in a way, it's you know, it's good to talk about the beginnings because, in a way, by me having people on the show talking about their journey through music, I'm trying to get other people who might be a little afraid. Right, right. Look, these dudes, what they did. There's a yeah. million different ways. Well, I think for me, too, what happened was it was, it was always a bit of a, like, I, I really wanted to do it, but then it felt like, you know, like, like I said, I didn't, I didn't come from, I wasn't surrounded by music. I had to find all this shit for myself. And I, I it was like, you know, it was kind of an insane, sometimes I'd be like, is this nuts that I want to do music? Like, I don't know anyone that does this. So the more I think I was surrounded by people like that, like, basically I, there was one point where I, I didn't play for like a year and I, I moved to England. I kind of just, that was it. And then something happened over there where I just kind of got really reinvested. And once I came back to the States from that, that for me was when I really just kind of like hit the ground running in terms of just like, like focus or being dedicated to it or just really. Why do you think Bill? Um, well, I got over there and I think because I let it go, you know, I think sometimes it's, it's, liberating to have let something go and have it come back and i just was like i let go of it and then i got over there i met this couple that were they're amazing uh i i i've actually done a couple trio records with them uh dylan niokas and karen constance and they, they run a label called chocolate monk um and we started playing music i started drawing which i'd never done in my life um all this stuff that i just started kind of doing without really just because I wanted to do it. I wasn't judging whether it was cool or good or, or, or any of that. And that, that was, um, so it actually co- wasn't when you got back, you started doing it over in England. I started doing it over there. Yeah. But then when I got back, a lot of the people that I kind of like had played with here and there, you know, I had a whole, I had a whole kind of like, you know, community of people I was involved with in Western mass. So then once I got back with whatever that kind of like, new energy I had that that was kind of for me when it like um when like the doors blew open for me and there is no substitute for real energy yeah no it just ain't to be inspired is the greatest fucking gift in the world huh exactly yeah it was still one of the most important times of my life thank you you for mentioning those two people because they deserve big credit yeah you know and all the other the stuff I did in high school the stuff I did in Boston it's not at all uh anything that that was no, all actually really those formative. cats those cats had people in their family who played music so they got to like contaminate you and it was yeah and it was a really formative time but it was just uh you know my head was just all over like with with like yeah, yeah. oh maybe well, i'll do this maybe i'll do that maybe i'll do it's it. called and, living a life bill and, and, yeah yeah and, you know it's okay it's okay no i want to do i'm on yeah, yeah. play trance and this is last music for this dude yep
blood, blood, done, done, gone, 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 g
Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Transom from Campbell Kelly slash, well, I think it's Campbell slash Kelly slash Nace slash Soup. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think, yeah. So, yeah, I, I got to correct that. Correct what? That's okay. Greg, who you had on your show. Uh, sure. A couple, couple the trumpet yeah, man. Yeah. In fact, yeah, he, amazing. talk about a taunt. He said he was going to send me music where I could throw some bass on it. I'm still waiting. So if you can find the back of his hand, please bring him the back of your, no, if you can find the back of his head, bring him the back of your hand, please. (laughs) No, no, no. He's beautiful, man. And that was a great spiel he gave me. uh, Very inspiring. I love to hear his story. Oh, he's the best. Matt Nelson, after that, don't take it personally. Bass man out of Knoxville. Doing it. Macht. This is a bass lady from Netherlands, but trying uh, synthesizers. Enter the cunt pack. And finally, Bill Nace, Chris Corsano, excellent stick man. Yeah. Steve Bakowitz, uh, no, Bakowski, Steve Bakowski, sorry. No disrespect. Closing credits. It just seemed appropriate for the last tune. Uh, So, you know, almost all these tunes that we played today, Uh no, every one of them, none of them. Or is, is that old traditional song right you did with your friends in the high school and right after days, right? It's all this no. improvised in the moment stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, you think that was part of it, too, getting back into music? Maybe if I go back, I'm not going to go back the old way. I'm going to try this Well, yeah, way. I think I was, you know, I, I was playing with people who a lot of the reason I was playing with them was because they were like my best friends, but we definitely, you know, I always was gravitating more towards 
this stuff that I do now. And I think there was like, um, more of a pull to do songs. And I think with some bands that can make some really great stuff, that tension. But, uh, I think I needed to just be able to just kind of explore it more without, um, without having to compromise with, you know, the want to do songs or anything like that to really, for me to really dig into it. I'm not even a get, you know, if that, if I was in a project and that seemed to make the most sense to it, I would do that. You know, Kim and I, we're not doing songs. It is improvised, but we do have like heads sometimes that will kind of, uh, no pun intended, but that will kind of like go off of. So a little bit of form. Little bit, yeah. Now, but that's also, that's because the vocals are there too, and I think it works. It, it works with the vocals and and how she plays and just the whole dynamic with that project. Now, you said something earlier about your label. Where does yeah. this live on the internet? Let, let, I want people to know about it. Man, so I still have a blog spot, like it's two thousand and one, but it's a uh, openmouthrecords.blogspot.com. Okay. And I know you put out something with Charlie Plymel. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Apocalypse Rose? Yeah, I almost sent that just to have an excuse to talk about Charlie. But uh, Love Charlie. I, I, I love Charlie. I thought it was too long, though. So, But, yeah, that was a... That Never was too a... long, Bill. You can send me anything. That's why okay. my show's three fucking hours. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that was an old poem. That was a poem of his from the 60s. Um, and... How did it? Uh, I got to do a gig, uh, improvised backyard thing in Fishtown with Charlie about I don't know, twelve years ago. Oh wow! Was that part of the uh, something that Byron put on about? Uh, man, maybe it was even be, no, it had to be during the George uh, Bush son. More hair, less Bush. That's right, Byron Coley. Look, yeah. what's what's your next plan? Mine. Yeah, I think so. What's my next plan? Yeah. What do you mean for for music? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> or no Israel Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, um, well, this is already in the can, but the next thing we have come, uh, me and Kim finished a trio record with Aaron Dillaway. Oh wow! Um, who I think you're having on the show next month, but uh, Via he's you. an old, he's an old friend of ours, so we just. Uh, yeah, we finished a trio. He, we had a, we had a whole. Me and Kim had a whole studio session that we did before she moved to LA. That was, um, we never got to do anything with. Back, and then, you know, she's from there, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we got asked to do a um, record for this uh, friend of ours label, Three Lobed. He's doing like a 20th anniversary series. Um, well, so look, he has to act. look, because we're running out of time here, but when oh, yeah, this, yeah. this new shit comes out, will you come back on the show, play it? Of course. And talk about it? And don't worry about the length of anything? Oh, yeah, I'll come on any time, man. You this know, now we got all high school and all that out of the way, so we could talk about all kinds of shit since 2001? I'd love to, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big honor to have you aboard, Bill, truly. Big honor to be here. Thanks so okay. much for having me on, man. Okay. People, it's been May 25, 2021 edition. What Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>